Hey everyone, it's James. I wanted to say a few words about the podcast you're about to listen to. In this episode, I channel directly to Katie when she's asking me questions. And that's when my guides actually speak through me, come in to me and take over my voice and speak directly to answer questions that Katie has. And the first time I answer her question, my answers don't seem to make a bunch of sense. And that's primarily because I'm not as deep into the channel as I am later on in the episode when uh, they inhabit me a little bit more uh, fully and I have let myself go enough to where their message is a little bit more clear. The second thing I wanna say is that even though what I'm saying doesn't make much sense, Katie's reaction and response to it is a little overwhelming and um, she's a little overwhelmed by it. And what you might not get from listening to what's happening is that being present in the room when my guides come through, the energy of the room changes and the information that can be conveyed to the person that's sitting across from me getting the message. A lot is transferred in energy, um, how my body, uh, the vibration of my body changes um, to allow her body and her unconscious and her DNA and her energy to read the information that's being conveyed isn't obvious um, when just listening to it. So there's a lot of informational transfer, energetic transfer that's happening during the channel with the person that's sitting across from me, other than just what is being said. So if you don't follow the words of what I'm saying exactly, that's okay. I, I don't either. But uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I hope you get something out of it. And if you don't, some fucking white man will. And he'll steal it and he'll ruin it all. And I went, <laughs> ah! Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. This is James at the Spirited Body Podcast. Welcome back, all you fellow experiencers. I'm here with my co-host, Katie. Hello, hello. Um, and this is um, sort of the last podcast of the season. And uh, when I checked in with my guides, they uh, knew that there were a lot of questions that Katie was going to have and that you guys probably had about the content that that they have talked about over this past uh, few weeks. And um, so they wanted me to sit and get asked questions by Katie and um, have them come and answer. So I would imagine at some point I will be uh, channeling directly from them if I don't know the answer off the top of my head. And this is, uh, I think, a really good opportunity. They really were all for this. So it was pretty clear when uh, when I asked them if we should <laughs> what we should They're do. like, Katie has a lot on her mind, James. You might want to try to offer her some relief. <laughs> so... Um, that's what we're here to do today. And I know that Katie, to my surprise, has been, <laughs> you've been uh, taking notes, making questions, writing questions down. Yeah, I just have like a little notes thing in my phone. And whenever I'm like puzzled by something, I'll just write it down and decide who I'm going to ask. One of my two therapists, you, a psychic, it just, it just whoever will take the question, really? In fact, I was like, should I have my therapist listen to this podcast so I can just like clue her in? This is what I'm doing. This is what, these are some of the questions I have. She's like, stop that immediately. <laughs> I actually think she'd really like this podcast. Um, well, hopefully, you know, it's funny just how many people have, uh, I just, you know, I shouldn't say it's funny because it happens all the time. I was working with a client uh, you know, in the physical therapy world. And uh, she said, kind of out of the blue, uh, she said, what kind of spiritual practices do you do? No, she didn't. I swear. You're just radiating spirituality. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll preface this by saying she came in a very fit, athletic person. And um, she's having uh, pain in her leg. And I, you know, one of the things I do is ask about where, when it hurts and how much it hurts and, and getting her to admit that she had pain was, was challenging. She didn't, how, when does it hurt? Well, you know, it was just, oh, she was trying to dodge the question. And I, so I said to her, Hey, you know, um, it sounds like, um, you have difficulty talking about your pain. 
And I'm curious, do you know where that comes from? And she looked at me and of course she started tearing up because that just- You do that every- (laughs) It's weird. I don't mean to do that to people, but I, I mean, I'm trying to get to the root of a problem. And I know that if you can't talk about it, there's a lot of guarding defense that has a lot of meaning to you anyway. Um, and so anyway, she, later on, she was on the table and she was, you know, tearing up and she gets on the table. And I kind of, a, she did, it was very clear. She did not want to go there. And then she said, well, I'm very, what kind of spiritual practice do you do? And I said, do you really want to know? Uh-oh. And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, well, I, you know, I meditate. Um, I also channel, I do psychic work. I do intuitive readings for people. I do space clearings. I blah, 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 blah. And she's like, channeling. I'm like, yeah, you know, I get information from my guides. They, they talk through me and whether that's typing or actually speaking, she's like, Oh, that's great. And I said, I'm actually, she's like, what are you doing with that? I'm like, well, I'm actually just been recording a podcast. She's like, really? What's it called? When does it come out? (laughs) When my family, if people like, what is it called? I'm like, I I don't know. (laughs) We don't know. We haven't settled on a title. I'll let, I'll let you know if we might not put it out. <laughs> You're not ready to hear what I have to say. <laughs> you know, the fun part too is my uh, middle child's whole friend group is dying. Really? For this to come out. They're very curious. They're very curious about spirituality and energy and um Yeah, it's that the next jazz. wave of our evolution. Let's get real. Um, well, I think people, people realize that. And I think that our fascination with the physical our uh, reliance on the physical uh, hasn't saved us. That's been a huge distraction. But not just physical. Now I'm getting information just so you know. The, even in our sciences, our science is not saving us. That feels controversial. Um, it's Help not, me understand. Uh, the science that, that we... Uh, are hanging our hat on to save us um, not as a extend your life type of saving, Mm. but save us as a species, as a, as humanity isn't doing it. It's not the whole picture. Well, it's not just like, Oh, there's science. There's like the medical and the sciencey part. And then there's the spiritual energetic part. It's not, it's not simply that. It's the realization that though you can study the different elements of the earth, how they interact, how they interplay with your body, how your body works, how we may understand the rules of the physical world, that that is not enough to save us as a, as a, as a, as emotional, human, spiritual experiencers of this planet. It's not creating more love. It's mm-hmm. not creating more connection. It's not creating more communion. Did I talk about this last week when I said that I ran into this functional medicine practitioner that I really admire? Did I talk about this? I don't think so. And he was like, yeah, I'm going a different direction. And I'm like, what? Like, you're like the smartest person I've ever met. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and he was like, well, I was noticing that some of the science that I was applying applied to a lot of people and it worked, but it didn't work for everybody. And I would be so puzzled because like one plus one wouldn't equal two. And so I started doing different approaches that were not rooted in that, that were rooted in more of what you're talking about. And he's like, it was mind blowing. So I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm gonna do something different. I just am trying to figure out what that means. And I was like, what? And I don't know if I told people that my daughter, my older daughter has Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, about halfway into her treatment, I had this notion of like, do because this is what he was talking about. Like people become like that identity, and then he can't get rid of the disease. A hundred because energetically they've attached to it. Uh, it happens all the time in my practice. Yes, and so he's like, I can't that that. So he's like, I found another way because like science is limiting in that space. Because like if they don't detach energetically, they actually don't get the results. So halfway through her treatment, um, Lyme is very difficult to diagnose. Uh, we have. I was actually kind of in denial about it for a while, whatever. We found this amazing uh, doctor who's a pediatric Lyme specialist out of New York. And I, rem- you know, he's very clinical. He's great. But halfway through the treatment, I had this like intuition to, to tell Ellie, like, hey, listen, 
Do you feel the Lyme disease getting smaller in your body? Do you feel it going away? Because I just felt in that moment, like I cannot have her attached to this identity. Like there has to be another component than me just like giving her the antibiotics and doing all these things. Like, and she's very energetically sensitive. And I, I almost feel so grateful that I just listened to that intuition. Um, it is almost gone. Actually, he stopped all treatment for her. So, but I'm like, isn't that fascinating? Because like science would have never told me to do that. I was like, Ooh, I'm energetically feeling that she can't attach to this because then we'll never get rid of it. I can't make this her identity. I don't, I don't have any science to prove that it worked, but I mean, I just think it's so important. Yes. And I, and that we don't know everything. Right. And it's this, I think uh, we as a species, we, we, humanity needs, I mean, I think anyone that's going to be listening to us already sees this, feels this, knows this, but I think to understand that what you're talking about is people that have hung their hat on this science are recognizing the true existence of something else, something that we're missing. And, and I think that, uh, the, the, that this body of knowledge and people are turning towards it more because there's a satisfaction with this type of understanding, practice, work, knowledge. What's well, uh, control? We can control something when we know exactly it inside and out. Yes. But with the energetic work, there's a satisfaction that people are getting with the energetic work that is not available in the strict science 3D based study. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. And as a, as a species, people are so much more accepting now than they were, you know, I mean, my parents, uh, uh, someone came over to their house when they were selling their house in LA and this woman came through to basically say, take this stuff out, take all your personal stuff out, take, leave this chair, leave that, like basically staging the house for them with their own stuff. So they didn't have to bring in other stuff. And she said to them, oh, well, you know, the energy of your house is saying this and that and, and, oh, your son, he's, I know your son is is a highly skilled empath and blah blah. I'm like to your parents, to my parents, this woman? and my parents were like, "Oh yeah, really?" And they called me and they were telling. I was like, okay. "So for my parents just to even acknowledge that that may be real and may be a thing, I think is to me speaks volumes." And and that clients are looking for it and they understand it. Um, it, it you know, and I understand that that when I work with my clients one on one, there's a something that they're getting from me that I don't understand that what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I understand that as a past client of yours. Yes, <laughs> I do now. And, and so I understand that exposure sort of opens them up in a way that I don't think that they, they understand they're being opened. Yeah. So I tend to have spiritual conversations with my clients and I, I just automatically say things that they need to hear or that they have been wanting to hear or wanting to say or recognize. And and so the 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 experience is a little bit different for them because I think just my energetic presence and whatever happens to be coming through me at that in that moment that I don't even necessarily know. Um, can you add a line item to the insurance company? <laughs> can I charge something different? Um, but um, but yeah, I think that that we are as a society slowly becoming disenfranchised with the idea of science is saving us because it hasn't. And look at what science, some of the best, it's actually hard. I'm in the best stuff. It's hard for me to hear that. I'm not going to lie. And I think that some of the best stuff in science, while it's great is monetized and, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to monetization. This will be definitely our most controversial (laughs) podcast. I'm not, no, I'm not opposed to monetization. I, I think that it becomes such a hard commodity and it's not about the science's ability to save people or to help people. It's about how do I make money on mm. this thing to help people? So it's available to some, but not everybody. But do you think that's really like the scientists? It doesn't matter. I don't, it's who's funding the scientists. You know what I mean? It's, it's. But it, you're not saying like we should throw the baby out with a bathwater on science. Not. No, we absolutely okay. need science. I'm saying and I'm saying what, there's more and yes. And what I'm saying is that my guides are saying 
that as a species, your evolution as humans into this sort of next mm. evolution of humanity is you, you had your, uh, uh, time with the physical realm with, with physical gain, monetary gain that it's that, and that has sort of this next generation doesn't attach to it in the same way that, that we did or that my parents did. And oh, I definitely feel that. Right. And that, and that we looked at science, like science is, you know, especially my generation looked at science as like, yes, this is going to solve all our answers. And it's not quite there. And it hasn't quite done it. And it hasn't evolved humans and humanity. It hasn't. In fact, it's probably frustrated it more because we're like, oh, we have the possibility to do all of this stuff and we're still not. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. So I just think it's, it's to me, it, they're, what they're saying is just this is what's happening. This is, this is evidence of further evolution. And get the more people get on board, the faster that's going to happen. Okay. And the other stuff can't hold. Like the old way of thinking about things and treating people, it, it will hold. Its hold on us will be a lot less strong and it will go away a lot more quickly. Yeah. I feel like younger generations, the different energy frequency is so different so and it's different. so refreshing actually. Yeah. It's like really refreshing. Yeah. Their level of acceptance of another person is just through the roof. I know it's beautiful. Yeah. Though. That like, that gives us hope. Oh, please. <laughs> Should we tell people what, what we're doing today? Oh, I thought I did. Did you? No. I only slept so, three hours last night. <laughs> so maybe don't rely on me for anything. Um, uh, yeah. So Katie's going to ask some questions that she's been mm. keeping track you of. You did. Yep. And then I'm going to answer them with the help of my guides. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yes. Okay. I think I have like four or five, but let's just see. What we get to. Let's just see what we get to. Um, Knowing us. <laughs> we'll get to two. Oh, I don't know which one to start with. Okay. Sometimes I worry that my ego will get in the driver's seat of my spiritual journey. How can I keep awareness around this? First, let us say to you that it's so joyful for us to be here in your presence. We know there is much that you have to ask, many questions that you want answered, and we are joyful to be here to provide those answers to you and be speaking directly to you. We sense your confusion and worry about getting it right above all. And as we've always said, there's no way to get it right all the time. But there's also no way to get it wrong. As far as your question is concerned, this is sort of a question that only has one answer in that there is no way to separate what you are calling ego from interfering with your life. That doesn't mean that it is going to get in the way of your spiritual progress. You must first accept that the human mind is there to interpret and experience the physical world. And as it experiences the physical world, it will encounter contrast. It will encounter difference and it will make judgment on that difference based on your experience and your history your past, always looking for safety, comparing what's happening now with what has happened in the past. You can't avoid this. This is the design of the human mind. That is not to say that it will interfere or prevent spiritual progress. Your spirit is kept safe. It is complete. It is full. It is capable and able to do all things that you want it to do. There is no stopping that process because that process has already happened and the completion of your soul and spirit and the entirety of who you are already exists. There is no interfering with that process. There is a distraction from using that ultimate goal of where you have your spirit of looking at your spirit in its completion and your ability to recognize it in its completion and use that as a guide for what you need to do in your life but there's no way to prevent the spiritual progress because the progress has already happened. Trust that you don't need to work 
at progressing your soul? So let go of trying to control the journey and know that I'm already like where I need to be and where I need to go. And don't worry so much about getting it right. The perfection of your soul already exists. This is like a real human experience question, huh? Yes. Okay. This is the, the energetic message that we want you to fully embrace and understand. Your perfection already exists. There's no getting it wrong. There's no working toward it. There's no almost there. It already exists. If you can tap into that and embrace that fact and plug into the power of that perfection, there are no mistakes. You'll, you'll, you'll feel that, understand it, know it. Okay. And from that space, you'll be unshakable. Wow. We want to impress upon you that this is the message that you need to hear and fully understand. There's no racing for perfection. There's no figuring out how to get there. It's already there. What can you drop to allow you to see it? Okay. A lot of things. <laughs> yeah. The work is simply attaching to it. The work is plugging into it, visiting it, feeling it. That's the work. Okay. I'm going to go to my next one. I don't feel like I have anything to ask about that. That feels very, it almost feels counterproductive to ask more about that. And so now this is me. And I, what I want to tell you is it's really rare for me to open my eyes when I channel. That was a trip because that wasn't you. <laughs> I just want to call that out. I was like, damn, I wish we were video recording this one because that wasn't James. But they, they. But I, that was a, that was not you. Energetically, that was not you in this room. Yeah. I was here for it. It was not. <laughs> That's the first time you've seen me do that. At that extent, absolutely. Yeah. You've channeled for me before, but not in that way. Yeah. Where I, d I felt like James had left. I was crazy. And yeah. And it's funny when they, ha I mean, like they, I mean, I think I've opened my eyes one other time. So, oh, I know when I was trying to, never mind. Don't scare me. <laughs> it's not a story I want to share right now, but. Uh, Don't it, fucking scare it, me. It had to do with a, a, a woman that, uh, a woman that was dealing with a, an entity, but. But the, I just think it's really important that you understand that my opening my eyes to you, they were transmitting a lot of energy to you. Because I have an entity? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> just because they wanted you to really understand the importance of that message because I, they really I'm want. I'm very concerned with like not making mistakes. Yeah. And they, that's the, that is what they really need you to hear. Yeah. Like it's even hard for me to look back on like younger versions of myself. Like I want to look back and be like, Oh, like you're that 22. Was, that was cute. And I look back and I'm like, Oh, I wish I just would have known what I know now because then I would have done it this way. And yeah. so that is a, that comes up for me a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I asked that question yeah. right off the bat. They're like, here we go. <laughs> Let's deconstruct your belief. Did that take this. like a lot of energy out of your body? No. Whenever I channel, I get amped. More amped than you were earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Tell me when you want me to go with my next one. I'm ready. I feel like I can't even, none of these questions matter now. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> What's the difference between self-grace and making excuses for not bettering yourself? Let me read it one more time. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between self-grace and making excuses for not like reaching your higher, for your higher self or for bettering yourself? 
can I can I say one more thing? Because sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, Katie, like you need to like give yourself a little bit more grace. And then I'm like, that's an excuse for not owning it or that's an excuse for like not bettering yourself. That's a lot of pressure you're putting on yourself. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like all the time in my mind. Okay, let me see what. Let me see what they have to say about this. Okay. This is another question that's based on work and the belief that work is going to change your life or change who you are and who you think you are. So stop changing myself. You're already perfect. The you that exists on this planet and the presentation that you project are perfect without mistake. The incongruous feelings that you, that you experience, which lead you to conclusions that you have fallen short or have not done enough or should be different, different place, different understanding, different level, different experience are all values that you're placing in comparison to what you think an ideal should be. They don't exist anywhere but your own mind. Your effort to do and want to be aligned is the only thing you should be striving for and reaching for. Alignment with self? Alignment to who you truly are, the perfect being that exists with us. Nothing else, nothing else should matter. And if you can align to that, what you experience in your life will matter much less. And the grace that you speak of is simply accepting that you are human. You are a human that is encasing a spirit. You are a spirit that is surrounded by humanness and you cannot change your humanness. You cannot get away from your humanness. You cannot get away from contrast. You cannot get away from understanding difference and comparing and contrasting. That exists on purpose. You cannot move away from it. You can experience it aligned with your perfect self with the knowledge of your perfect self with the acceptance and understanding that you have perfection that it currently exists and that the humanness is doing its human thing and you have to practice the process of going oh that's my human side and it exists and it's fine and it doesn't touch my spiritual being, my perfect, enlightened, balanced, timeless being. And it's the forgiveness of being human. Okay. I don't, I mean, these answers are so complete that I don't really have follow-up questions. I'll have to listen to this podcast like 13 times, but I don't have follow-up questions. We want you to really understand that we live in a world of emotion. Humans? Spiritual beings. Okay. We live in a world that's dictated by emotion and energy flow. You live in an emotional world. The, the difference of being guided by emotions and being emotional is that your reactions are high points of emotion or low points of emotion, depending on how you view that emotional state, very sad, very happy or joyous. We live in a constant state of joy 
because of our connectedness and communion. And your emotionalness is what is guiding you. And your emotional states are driven by what you experience around you. And the more you can attach to the solid emotional state of true communion with everything, the more those emotional peaks even out. And don't become these guiding reactive forces that force others to react in kind in a similar fashion. And we want you to recognize the, the stability that your highest, most balanced self provides for you. Mm. And your completeness when attaching to your highest self makes recognition and encountering others' emotional states does, much less moving. Does Do humans reach that state of fully accessing their higher self? Or is it like a state that can never fully be reached in the human experience? To 100% merge with your highest self means you have released your physical existence. Okay. But you've all touched your highest self. You all experience it. Even your most reviled enemy has touched their perfect self. And perfect is not probably what humans define as perfect, I'm assuming. Correct. The perfection of who everybody is in their highest state that they carry with them all the time. Everybody has touched their perfection and understand that how you have the difficulty with forgiving yourself for being away from that perfection. Mm. Everybody feels the same. Okay. We ask that you hold this idea in your mind when you reflect on others' behavior. That they're just doing, going through the same human experience. Okay. The same experience of being here. The same experience of not being where we are. And the same recognition of the difference. Like everybody feels that discrepancy. Yes. And so in the feeling of that discrepancy, you cling to grace and forgiveness and joy or frustration, loneliness, criticism, judgment, anger. Why didn't I do it the perfect way? Why didn't I do it with my perfect sense of grace? Why can't I feel this way all the time? Why is this person, why didn't I react the way that I should have react? Why am I not doing what I know doesn't feel as good as what this feels like? Or when I'm by myself, the list is endless. Does, okay. I think what's difficult to understand is, can you say that, could you say that one human would make more mistakes than another human and the human who made more would have more suffering? Is that what I'm trying to avoid? Maybe like if I make less mistakes, I'll have less suffering. Greater connection, recognition, connection with your highest self will lead to greater ease in your life. How that is interpreted by every individual is different. Everybody gets to experience this world in their own way that other people can't touch. And to understand that that, that that experience would lead to different interpretations 
and how you handle the events that happen, the ease with which you internally feel them is the only thing that matters to you in terms of your success. We don't want you to think of work or suffering, ease and dis-ease are the guiding principles. Are you satisfied with yourself? Are you satisfied with your position? And what can you seek that will bring you that satisfaction? So another person may experience a death in the family or multiple tragedies as you see them and how that person handles them by being connected and so satisfied with who they are and not looking at those event as a, events as a reflection of their existence and their value versus someone who will look at those as a reflection of their value. Value is not a part of who you are. How is one person more valuable than another? How is their culmination of their existence and their experience and their emotions and their thoughts more valuable or less valuable than anyone else's? It's the satisfaction when you perform, when you live, when you're living your life. It's the satisfaction that you feel with what you're choosing to do and where you're choosing to put your body. Are you satisfied? Okay. So the, hmm, how do I say this? So like, just because I'm clearly a human, um, when I'm thinking about an example of this, right? So like, if I look back on a mistake that I made as in a, you know, younger version of myself, I could choose to look at that as a human experience and offer love and grace and connection and joy with that part of myself and have more ease. And through that, I would not be like in denial. I would just be creating ease for that human experience. I don't know if that makes sense. Because the other option is I could look back and be critical and judgmental and regretful and. Think of this as acceptance. You have the gift of time on this planet to create distance from your perceived mistakes and the feelings of shame you have when comparing who you are now with who you were then and creating a story of embarrassment, discomfort, with your choices of where you were then versus now. When those two experiences that you're having, your reflection and your doing, in your mind do not occur at the same time. In your existence, they don't occur at the same time and there's no way for the younger version of yourself to know what the older version of yourself did otherwise you would have made a different decision. Mm, okay. And it's accepting that while they do exist energetically in the same space between your ears, they don't exist in the same place on your physical planet. Okay. Is this making sense? Do you Mostly. Do you understand the difference that we're asking you to recognize? I, th I mean, mo I think so. Your experience of past regrets and accepting them as being separate from who you are now will help with your feelings of shame. Okay, that, that's clear. The deeper work is understanding that that energetic person is still being held by you. And you have every opportunity to heal and educate that younger person mm. because that younger person still exists energetically inside of you. 
Okay. And if you are judging, valuing their behavior, they'll never be integrated with who you are now. Okay. We understand this is not an easy process for humans. There is so much shame and judgment, critique, Mm -hmm. and it is very much tied to your experience of your soul and how different that feels from your ideal. Say more about that. So as we said previously about the, the people experience the difference between their humanness and their perfect self, that Contrast is always carried backward when reviewing mm-hmm. your past. It's an important piece to recognize that your experience of perfection is never far. The experience of your balanced self is never far from an emotional memory. So recognizing behavior that's far from it is more painful and more shameful. Okay. And not satisfying to explore. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Definitely so. And to express acceptance of who you are by expressing acceptance of who you were allows you to express acceptance of everyone around you. Okay. Because if you are unwilling to accept a mistake that you made out of hurt or arrogance. How can you accept someone who's hurting you out of arrogance or they're hurt and they're encountering in a you in an aggressive way or not allowing their full self to be expressed to you and aligned with you or might even feel actively against you. How will you ever reach the point of acceptance if you can't even accept that in your own self Mm. and come to peace with that in your own self? Okay. And understanding that that is a driver of your behavior in the world. Okay. I hear that. I see that. Just need to take a momentary pause. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You okay over there? (laughs) This is a doozy. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> you have another question? I do. Oh, I've got questions. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide how much I can handle, really. Um, okay. Are your guides available to help me dissect a little bit of like the religious world? They're ready to do whatever. Okay. They'll because th- this is what I'm getting stuck. This is where I'm stuck in this. Okay. Before I go into that, for some reason, the whole time I've been a little, and I don't. You don't normally. Sometimes you've done this for me, so I'm 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 okay if you're like no. Uh, but I'm kind of being asked. I feel like I'm being pressed to like not ask, but like pressed to ask about my cousin who passed away. Are they available for that? That's more my available for that. Okay. Cause I just feel her and I'm like, do you need to tell me something? Like, I don't, I don't know. Let me see if I can get anything from her. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to ask. <laughs> no, I, 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 this is the, this is the, I, I've, I've read her before. Yeah. She comes up a lot. Um, yeah, I'll tell you when she comes up. Okay. She's coming up when you, she when you need a push and she is saying no 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 no. Don't no, you're doing it wrong. You're not doing what you know you need to do. What do I need to do? Um it <laughs> Damn it, I knew I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> uh let's see. She it's funny because you, I mean, it's it's not funny. The the energy, I, I think I said this before about her. You have a very similar energy. Me and her do? Yeah. 
there was an energetic connection with us in a way that I couldn't describe. Yeah. And she's the only person I've ever like when she passed away, I was like, but she's still here. Like, that's the only person I've really had that with. I'm like, but she didn't leave. I, she's still right here. Yeah. It's weird. I can't explain it. She, uh, and, uh, she is, uh, um, there's a, there's a, a feistiness to her that she, that's why she's saying you're not doing what you're supposed to do because when you are losing your fight, uh, what I mean, not like when you're mm. losing a fight, but when you are letting go of your feistiness, she's like, uh-uh. Yeah, that is one of the things I struggle with the most is that I have these two sides to me. Like astrologically speaking, I do. <laughs> one is very grounded. One is very rooted. Um, and then the other side is very fiery. Uh, lots of advocacy. And sometimes that fire wants to be dimmed because sometimes people, places, society, they don't like that part mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. And um, you perceive they don't like that part of me. Yeah. And so... She, she's saying there's no time. There's no time to play those games. Fuck. Okay. Damn it. That's what that psychic told me a month ago. <laughs> there's, there's no time. Like, she's saying, like, like, I'll give you an example. Like I did an interview with somebody recently and then my team was like, do you want to hire them? And I was like, I think I'm too much of a radical feminist for that person. I don't, I, I think like, I'm so afraid I'm going to offend someone. I'm so afraid that I'm going to, ha, you know, it's like, I don't want to be too much for somebody. But then you know what? One of my friends pointed out recently. She's like, do you ever feel too much with me? And I was like, fuck, no, I don't. She's like, yeah, I never feel too much with you either. You're the only person that I can feel that way with. Yeah. I, yeah. But that fieriness is a part of me. And it's almost a part I don't want to acknowledge mm -hmm. because it's not a part of me that really is held up in the container of this society. The, the more rooted, grounded, together, responsible, double Taurus Katie is very like, people like that part of me. But I feel like pe maybe people don't like the fiery side of me as much. And maybe I'm afraid of it. I don't know. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's my response. Oh, no. <laughs> and then there's, um, I, 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 um, she's just shaking her head. She's saying that time has passed. That's why I see all those crows. Yeah. You need to, oh. she's saying you need to constantly express who you are, what you want. It, that is how you are going to be satisfied. It's not about satisfying others. It's about satisfying That feels yourself. hard when I feel like other people don't always do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. But what are you going to wait for everyone else, else to do it before you do it? Right. Well-behaved women rarely make history, Katie. Don't, don't make me get that bumper sticker. I know it, this is a part of myself I don't want to accept. I want to be more even keeled. I want to be that part of myself that feels, ah. And then there's this part of me that is like, oh, no, no, no. You are an advocate and you part of your soul's mission on this planet is to advocate for those who cannot. And it's I don't know why I have such a hard time leaning into it. It's like I'll it's like I'll dip my toe and then I'll be like, I don't know, I don't that doesn't feel good. And then but I'll doesn't but doesn't that idea, if you can imagine yourself living a hundred percent that way, that authentic I'm not saying you're gonna be the fiery person that's yelling at everybody, but Well, no, I don't do that. Right. But, but don't you can you imagine living that way and the satisfaction you would get, the energy you would get, the alignment, the propulsion that you would feel by living that way? Like, actually, it's my next, my next, I'm laughing because my next question on my list was, how do you peacefully advocate? <laughs> it's me asking, like, I don't, I feel scared to take that full plunge into that fiery side. How do I not make waves and get everything I want? I don't want to make waves. I know. I hear that. 
I feel like it's like when I saw that psychic uh, two months ago or a month and a half ago, and she said, what are you doing in your business? You have a message to get out and you do it today. You do it right now. And if you don't, some fucking white man will. And he'll steal it and he'll ruin it all. And I went, <laughs> ah! And I didn't know what, to, I was like, <sighs> this woman like pierced inside my soul. And I was like, okay, you seem really angry. <laughs> like I didn't, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, um, Is just, there such thing as peaceful, like advocate? I don't want to be angry. I don't want to. There's no reason to be angry. There's no reason to be angry. Um, If I came at you and said, um, you don't, you don't love your kids. It's, it's totally obvious. I know you don't love your kids. What, how would you respond to that? I'd laugh at you. Why? Because it's just so not true. Would you, if I said it again, no, you don't love your kids. Would you give it any mind? I mean, it's so absurd that no, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd argue with you. I would just be like, okay. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Thank you. But there's absolute truths that don't need defense. And they don't need aggression. Yeah. You don't need to yell at me that you love your kids. And if you are yelling at me because that you love your kids, I would, would not wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, I promise. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that, they, they talk about that, like, uh, you know, that emotional responses are emotional responses rooted in absolute truth or is sort of like a strong sense of emotion, but not being emotional rooted in truth. Mm, okay. I can see the difference there. And so, and so that's the difficult part about the advocacy or the fiery side or like feeling that call to do something is you have to learn that you have to, you have to like, learn that through experience in a way of like, Ooh, that was an emotional advocate advocacy side of myself. And that was a rooted and grounded truth side of myself. And sometimes it's hard to, to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like when you're like, okay, I'm going to let it out. <laughs> Here it comes everybody. <laughs> then you do have to dance those waters sometimes because it it's like a learning process on how to navigate that truth. Yes. But I want you to understand the discomfort that you feel that you feel needs a fight exists only in your mind. Okay. So, so when you feel you have to gear up because you're going to say something that people may not like. And, and then all of a sudden it comes out really harsh because you are trying to overcome. I see. That's in your brain. Okay. Does Gosh, that make sense? Yeah. That's so funny that you say that about her though, that she shows up in those times. She's She's like, mm, mm, mm. and I don't know. It's, uh, it doesn't feel like she was like that here. It feels like she didn't get her chance to be. That's what it feels like to me. And so that's why she's frustrated when she sees you not doing it. I would argue that she passed away early because she didn't have self-advocacy. I would argue that. And that's, that's must be why her sense of urgency for you is like, no, 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 uh-uh. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Katie's like, he didn't know it was going to be red for filth <laughs> during this <Jesus>. podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep on this for a second because I got to know this. Yeah. I'll do my best. I have recently taken more of the reins in the business that I run with my partner. And I have rooted myself in more of a mission that holds up the entire company. It's like the foundation. And that's what I've been advocating for. And that's what I feel uncomfortable about. And Sometimes it's really, really hard to re-navigate all the waters. And, and, and 
and to revisit all the things you've already done, but now have to be looked through through this lens. And there's a lot of like business and logistical things that go into this. And sometimes I'm like, are, this is very hard. And I feel like I've received enough signs thus far to be like, that wouldn't have happened if you weren't on the right path. So keep going. And so I guess what I want to know is if I'm not on the right path, will it be obvious? And if, if I'm supposed to kind of quote unquote, give up or quit or say, okay, it's time to throw in the towel that doesn't serve you anymore. Will that be obvious? Do I just keep trusting the step-by-step signs that I have? Because one person can look and be like, you don't have this, like this isn't coming together and this isn't coming together. And like, logically speaking, like maybe you should consider throwing in the towel, but then there's like a part of my soul that's like, oh no, 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 we're not operating from there. We're going here. You are supposed to be here. Like this is what you're supposed to be doing. And then I'm like, is that denial? Is that naivety? All the chatter comes in. Yeah. Let us say to you this, you cannot leave your path. Fuck. Like the path I'm on? No one can leave their path. It's impossible. I see. Okay. Okay. This is similar to us when we say you cannot get it wrong. Okay. There is no off your path. It doesn't exist. We invite you to understand the true meaning of what you're doing. You're not just uncovering truths about the business that you're in. Your greater journey is uncovering truths about yourself. Mm. And that's a road that has no end. And we invite you to embrace that aspect of this journey much more passionately. This growth in your business, in your relationships, in your life as you've constructed it is truly about discovering the deeper parts of you and what is satisfying to you so that everything in your life will come into alignment with that. Mm. The coincidences and signs that you see in the physical world are are reinforcers of that alignment and that specific journey that you're on currently. They are affirmations to convince you, to show you that you're doing the things that are necessary for you to have a deeper appreciation and connection with yourself, a deeper acceptance of yourself. Hmm. Which is very ironic because the mission that holds my company together is helping the people who join our community to find a deeper connection and acceptance of self. So I think that's interesting (laughs) because I did tell everybody today, like I don't have all the answers. I'm actually on the journey myself. (laughs) So the vision's unfolding because I don't, you know, it's like, it's really hard to be in these situations where you're like, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think this is where I'm supposed to go. I feel like it is. And to just like not allow the outside voices to the chatter to come in and talk me out of it. And how would the feeling of being on the right path and self-discovery and self-acceptance, how would that ever be wrong? It's not. I think I just need to let my own internal dial be louder than the external. That is one of my bigger lessons. We encourage you to accept that your internal alignment can be greater than the external. Mm. And it will lead to change in everyone around you. And you don't need to manage that change. You don't need to soften the landing for anyone. Okay. I know there are some days where I'm like, damn it. <laughs> my my mission couldn't have been to be a monk. <laughs> like, like, could I have 
Like sometimes I feel like what I'm trying to do is so against like what our culture and society and everything wants. And I'm just like, oh, I have to do this, but, but it's harder because you don't want it. That battle exists only in you. It is interesting because sometimes I do see that too. Like when I express like, hey, like this is the mission of my company and I want to like do this thing. People sometimes will go, oh, that's great. And so I think I need to hold on to that more too. Like there's relief. And when I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago when we were trying to get funding, I was like, like, well, that's what you're doing is people don't resonate with that. And I said, I don't need to figure out a way to resonate with people when something is true. It just does. And might we give you some advice? Please, all of it. When asking people to get on board with your vision, spend time finding out what their goal is. If their goal is not aligned with your vision, that will be an energetic mismatch. It's blowing my mind. I'm just, okay, yes, I hear you. Yep. And we encourage you to set the energetic tone and expectation prior to the starting of your presentations. It's like my partner came to me a few weeks ago and said, oh, I have this connection. I said, I don't want that person's money. And he thought I was crazy. He's like, we're trying to get funding. You wouldn't take this person's money? And I said, nah, can't take that person's money. And he thought I was nuts. But I hear, I, I hear that. I hear that because it's so, it's so much harder to get people aligned if they don't care, if they don't. Yes. I hear that. As long as people are knowledgeable of what they're partaking in, take whatever you get. Say that again. As long as people are knowledgeable about what they're partaking in, take whatever you can get. Okay. We want you to avoid the judgment that you are bringing to other people's intentions when you may not know what their intentions are. Okay. So don't make an assumption that because this person fits this like particular business profile or that they've participated in these endeavors that they can't find connection and support in mind. And understanding. And that's your task is to create the understanding. Okay. Like bridge the gap, kind of? The paradigm shift has existed in your being, in your awareness, in your consciousness for a lot longer than it may have existed in other people's. And you need to allow the room for that knowledge transfer to take effect. And are you able, from a peaceful centered, satisfied, knowledgeable place to share that information so it can be absorbed, assimilated, and acknowledged as truth, as truth as you see it and know it. Okay. We ask that you examine your idea of fight. Do you need to fight? Or do you need to expose? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to expose. We, we feel the energetic transfer. And it has brought us much joy to speak with you. And we want nothing but understanding and peace for your life. And above all for you, acceptance. Acceptance of who you are. Acceptance of who you truly are. Thank you so much. How was that, <laughs> Miss Katie? <laughs> What's going to be funny for me? <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Is uh, listening to this, 
back. I, I was like, James, don't remember what he said. Mm -mm. I remember ideas of it and thoughts of it, but yeah. I don't necessarily remember what I say. Like I'm thinking, trying to think back of what. I know. <laughs> I, I knew. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't remember anything you said. I was here. I was like, "That's not James." Like, like what I can feel, what what still exists inside of me is this tremendous uh, longing for you to find uh, peace, to find uh, connection. Like it. Uh, that is what I still. That's the the feeling I have inside of me. It's like this outpouring of uh, love and desire for you mm. to to settle in to like your being and your power. Really, I mean to to really embrace it and understand it. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, I really enjoy, I enjoy doing it. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to describe what's left behind. It's, it's, um, it's really, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's a fascinating thing. Like I, I, every once in a while, I'm like, you know, like I said, every once in a while, I'm like, is this real? Is this really? And then, Oh, I'm going to get a call <laughs> in a couple of days. You're like, I re-listened and I don't remember a word. <laughs> I'm going to get a call. <laughs> um, oh, but there, okay. The thing I just got now is something about your presentations. Like, they okay. want to make sure that you that you are looking over your presentations and um you need to make sure that there is not one iota of energetic judgment forceful fight okay none of that does that make sense yeah truth yeah exposure truth yeah okay they they it they just need you to like this is this is the going to be the thing like if you can explain to them another side okay i i i was already the wheel's already gone yeah all right i think we have to wrap up yeah. because we're going to miss our energy <laughs> appointments <laughs> we got to go well okay so um i hope this helped people I don't, I, hope. I don't know what people are going to do with this one, <laughs> but I'm not going to worry about it. Um, I'm just going to be grateful for the experience. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say again, this has just been such a great experience. I I can't am, believe we did a season already. I know. I can't believe it. So um, I'm super excited about uh, getting this all out there and I'm excited for planning what the next season is going to be. And I hope everyone out there is enjoying it. Again, my email, get in touch with me, james at the spiritedbody.com. Let me know what's going on. Give us some feedback. Uh, I'd love to hear questions, uh, issues, inquiries, all the above, topics you want to hear more about. Uh, let's hear it. Until next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is a true pleasure for me to be a part of this. Everyone enjoy your experience. Bye. Bye. Bye.